The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, we're going to be discussing optimizing SEO for global expansion. Joining me is Flo Garwani, who is the Global Senior SEO Lead at Cushman in Wakefield. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Yesterday, Flo and I talked about unlocking organic traffic growth for global success. Today, we're going to continue our conversation discussing scaling SEO across multiple markets. Here's my conversation with Flo, the global senior SEO lead at Cushman and Wakefield. Flo, welcome back to the Voice of Search podcast. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. Really pumped after yesterday's conversation uh, where we really dove into unlocking traffic growth. Uh, We shared with our listeners a little bit of detail around the complexity of dealing with a, a global real estate strategy and really how to develop those connection points with stakeholders um, at all different levels to identify new opportunities, to to drive the education around SEO, and to ultimately create prioritization for, for growth. That kind of leads me to the first piece around scaling SEO across markets. When you think about scaling for Cushman and Wakefield, how do you define the scaling strategies to prioritize the right areas to invest in? Yeah, that's... Uh... 
That's a very good and interesting question. It's a challenging one, if I can be honest. So we, we haven't done scaling a lot. It's just because, you know, when you work on such a big website across so many different territories, there are a lot of projects that you could be working on, but it takes time to develop those projects. So if I use the example um, of a recent project I've been working on, the way we've been scaling, it kind of like all started with a proof of concept. So that's how we started the experiment. We uh, noticed that there was an area of the website where we could really increase our organic traffic. Um, that was an area of the website that we never really touched on before. And interestingly, it was an—I mean, it is an area of the website that is probably the closest to revenue. And I think there was a part of me at the time that was thinking. I'm not sure if that's going to be working because that's uh, an area of the website that is touching on so many people within the business. So that is owned by us in the global digital marketing team, but also owned by brokers and other departments. So it can be a bit sensitive when you want to develop something new within a specific part of our website. So when the project uh, got started, then we all agreed to focus Obviously, we couldn't, there's no way when you look at optimizing um, a section of a, of a website or even the whole website, you can't optimize the entire regions and countries. So we had to start with um, what we call proof of concept markets. Um, so we decided to start in North America and we picked three markets. So one in Canada and two in America. So we, we had to create new content uh, within that specific part of the website across those three cities slash markets. Then we did what we had to do. We had to put together uh, a really strong uh, process and strategy in place. We had to work in collaboration with content writers, people uh, that supported us with the, the keyword research, competitive analysis, you know, all the stuff that you had to do, have to do to optimize content. And once the, that process was in place, then that's when we started seeing some traction, which is great. I mean, it doesn't happen overnight, but we started seeing some traction after a couple of months. And that was the plan initially to, to scale up to other states uh, in the US and provinces in Canada. So the way we did it, uh, it was through prioritization. So we had to go with where we saw opportunities in terms of search volume. So we targeted the same types of keywords per market and per property type. So we cover office, retail and industrial for properties. And then we had to go with um, where the search volumes were the highest, but also where there was not always the highest, but where it was the most relevant. And once that was decided, we had to, to do that keyword research and competitive analysis for all the markets. And then we decided to prioritize based on the, the sort of like keyword volumes that we noticed um, and where we saw opportunities. And then obviously go, also going through keyword localization. So that was pretty much based on the data that we saw from that keyword research and competitive analysis for each market. And I appreciate the detail. And I think for, for, for our listeners, right, there, there's a ton of work that goes into prioritization. And it's, it's both stakeholder management to identify where. It is keyword research and competitive analysis to identify the types of content or the types of assets or the investments that will, will be most successful. What I think is really interesting, Flo, and what, I, what I'd love for our listeners to, to learn from is, you know, 
here's an organization that's making an investment in Canada and in the US. I'm assuming that you're not Canadian or American. I'm not. Okay. And so there's almost an important component here of building really strong relationships with internal stakeholders, Mm -hmm. right? In order to be super effective at winning in those markets. So I'd I'd love to get your perspective on how do you, how did you go about the process of building those relationships? How did you identify the right folks? I mean, this is a huge organization, 50,000 employees. I'd really like to get your your perspective on that. I think it's a great learning for all of our in-house SEOs. And for the ones that are working at agencies, this is the hard work of, of how you manage expectations with, with your enterprise clients. Yeah, that's uh, actually quite challenging because uh, there are so many people. Because of my global role, I am lucky enough to be able to work with wonderful people across so many different countries, uh, people who speak different languages. Luckily, everyone speaks English, <laughs> which is which makes everything a lot easier. But when it comes to building those relationships, especially when it comes to introducing a new project to people who have never spoken to before but need their buy-in, that's an interesting one. Obviously, I have I didn't do this alone. I have a wonderful team. You know, I'm part of the Global Digital Marketing Center of Excellence. We, you know, lovely people. Um, the majority of them are based um, in the US. There's a couple of us um, in the UK. And we really help each other in terms of, you know, getting introductions. So because I'm based um, in London, in the UK, I don't always have access, you know, to uh, people who are based in, in, in America or in Canada. But I have uh, my wonderful colleagues who can then have those relationships. And because they sometimes sit in the same office or because they worked on a project together before or just because of where they're located. So... They can make that introduction and then I have a really um, good support network with, you know, uh, my direct report and also my the direct report of my direct report. So um, they're really good at um, also creating those connections and also creating those um, introductions, which means that then when I get to present to a team of uh, brokers in Dallas, that was done because, you know, um, there's that lovely lady who heads up the marketing team in America who made that introduction. So that's that's the kind of like starting point. That's where you get to really start uh, creating those relationships. But then you really have to spend uh, a good amount of time defining SEO, what you're doing and how you're going to help them generate organic traffic and also inquiries or leads. That's what they care about. They want to, they don't mind having a conversation with you, but they want to know, okay, how are you going to help me? You know, how are you going to help me? What are the outcomes? Yeah, what's the outcome? So I've been in situations where I had to really redefine my slides, work really hard on my content to make sure uh, that I'm talking, that the content is right for the correct audience. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. 
Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And it's great. I mean, I think that that is, there's so many great nuggets of knowledge in there. Everything from uh, the way you build relationships with your own team, the way you build relationships with partner groups as a part of the center of excellence, which I'm sure there's other marketing channels, there's other um, uh, functions within that group. The way you build relationships at a local level, all these are so critical when you're dealing with a multinational organization that's trying to scale in new markets. You have to have those relationships to unlock the growth, to have the right partner who vets and QAs or, or does whatever part of the process that's going to help you achieve the outcome. And so I think it's a perfect narrative of what the complexity is and then how you get to a to, to point of scaling. And I want to kind of reverse the conversation here for a second. We don't often talk about this. But I'd, I'd love to get your, your perspective on what do you do when things aren't working? When you've defined the market, you've said you're going to invest here, you're, you're, you're putting in resources and content and, and strategy into, into a given market, but it's not working. What do, you, what do you do in those situations and how do you best manage the expectations in that kind of a situation? Mm. Yeah, again, an excellent question. And, and trust me, that happened before so many times. Um, when you put together your strategy, uh, you usually do it, you know, at the beginning of the year or towards the end of the year. And then you have that, you know, those great thoughts and, you know, thinking I'm going to change everything. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to focus on that part of the website. I'm going to focus on technical content. I'm going to bring everything. And then uh, you realize that what you put together as a strategy last year or even six months ago is not even relevant for what you want to achieve today or where the opportunities are. So that happened to me before when I was supporting um, a specific part of the business in a specific country. So we're not talking about, you know, supporting a service line. And we developed a content optimization strategy uh, to really help leverage the content and the, the, the organic traffic. And it just didn't work because, um, quite frankly, I don't think I had the right setup in place for the people I was working with. So again, I think that goes back to what we were discussing before about creating relationship, talking about being really clear about the process, also defining what SEO is all about. Because what I think what went wrong with that content optimization process was that I was working with marketing leads, also digital marketing leads, but we had people from the business involved so people who sit outside of marketing because I didn't have a clear process in place they saw me as just you know yeah doing keyword research competitive analysis putting a content brief together but they saw me as just completely changing the content so that was not about creating new content that was about refreshing some existing content 
And they just clearly didn't like the fact that we changed the content completely. And that's because we didn't really, we were not really clear on the steps and the process and what SEO was all about. So does that make sense? Uh, it's, it was just, um, that's, that, I, I have to think about a specific example when I, I think about things that didn't go well and why. And that's the first example that comes to mind. You know, this is a great takeaway in that, you know, success is partly determined by decisions that are made really early in the planning process. Sometimes those need to change. That, that's a given. And sometimes it's hard to know when and how, that's for sure. But another component to this is process, right? And just like having the right process, having the right expectations with those stakeholders in order to achieve the successful outcome. And, and I think that's where a lot of SEO scaling projects specifically fail is, is in the process. You know, you get, you get into the weeds and then stakeholders don't, don't implement the right things, don't, don't execute on the right tasks. Uh, wrong expectations are thought of from the SEO or the content team. And that's where things start to kind of break apart. Absolutely. And I think to add to what you said, yes, processes are super important. You know, you, you start with your strategy, then you put your process in place. I always work with a roadmap, whether I'm working on technical SEO or content SEO. So a roadmap is super important. But the key to everything is communication. You can have your strategy, you can have your process, you can have your roadmap. If you don't communicate to your team, to your stakeholders, to people who are going to be involved with your project and benefit from your project, your, your project can be as good and exciting as you want. If they don't know about it, no one will know about it. <laughs> and then it's a great opportunity that will just fall into, you know, be forgotten and you have to communicate to about the great stuff that you're doing and also about not only the opportunities, but the great outcomes that you can deliver for the business. So that's one thing that I learned over the years, that is that communication is probably as important as everything else that you do when it comes to SEO. No doubt. Now, I want to I wanna throw a curveball question. Sorry for the, the American sports analogy there, <laughs> but... Uh, it's not often that I get the great pleasure of being on an episode with an SEO who's gone from, you know, the, the, the beginnings of, of, you know, SEO in terms of, you know, starting off at, at the very, you know, associate assistant levels and then growing into leadership roles, management roles, and then director roles. And you've had a very successful career uh, I think almost five years at, at Cushman and Wakefield. And you've obviously had experience prior to that. And, you know, it's a great privilege to be with a female leader in SEO. And I'd love for you to share some advice or, or tips for our, uh, our fellow female listeners around how you can develop that career and grow into a, a role that isn't just you know, running the the day to day tasks, but but leading the strategy, the team, and the operations around SEO. Yeah, sure. I mean, again, that's a very good and important question. Um, I think you know, being a female leader in SEO can be an empowering and rewarding experience. The SEO industry, like you know, many other tech related fields, um, has historically been male-dominated. Um, but I see that, that, you know, over the years, there has been a positive shift towards promoting diversity and inclusion. So I think as a female leader in SEO, you have a unique opportunity to bring fresh perspectives, creativity, and a different approach to problem solving. I think if I think about tips 
and insights for you know excelling as a, as being a female leader in the SO industry is, is really about building and showcasing your expertise. I think it's really important to stay up to date with the latest SEO trends, tools, uh, Google updates. I think it's really important to show your knowledge through, you know, speaking at events, but not just at events, you know, speak within your organization, showcase your knowledge, everything that you've been learning, pass that on to other people that want to learn from you. I think that will really help you gain credibility and respect in this field. I think you also have to really embrace your leadership style. I think it's really important to remain authentic and yourself. Um, I think don't try to be someone else. Just remain who you are because that's going to work for you in the long run. I think it's important to be collaborative, assertive, to be there for others. It's not because you're a leader that you have to be selfish and not have time for other people. I think it's really important to be there for anyone in your organization, depending on their status or level of seniority. And I think it's if there's one advice that I would like to give to my young self is to not feel pressure to conform to traditional leadership norms. I think you can, if you can be yourself and I think your unique approach can inspire and motivate others. So that is one thing. And I think one more thing that I'd like to add, because that's something that I started doing probably too late in my career, and I wish I did that before, um, but it's really, really important to mentor and uplift others. So support and mentor aspiring SEO professionals, um, especially other women in the industry. I am part of the Women in Tech SEO group. It's a, a global group and uh, full of wonderful women uh, in the SEO space, and we are basically talking to each other on a daily basis about topics across everything SEO related. And I have to say that's been, that's really helped me over the years. Every time I had a question, um, I would turn to the group, the community. So I think, especially as an SEO, in-house SEO, being the only person in my department, that was really, really good. And I think if I have another thing to add, just network and collaborate attend SEO conferences, webinars, networking events to connect with others in the industry because collaboration can really lead to new insights, partnership and opportunities. So, and also don't be, don't be scared because with SEO, honestly, there is no, I don't think there is no such thing as being an SEO expert because SEO is growing so rapidly and changing so rapidly, actually, that I don't think anyone can stay on top of it Otherwise, you will be reading about SEO day and night. So uh, you have to think that if there is someone that has, I don't know, plus five years experience on top of you, it's okay because they might not be good at technical SEO like you are, or they might be focusing more on content or local. Or it, it's just such a broad you know, industry that there is something for everybody. So don't be scared. Go for it. Man, incredibly well said. Wow. That was great. I'm very grateful to have asked the question, and I hope that our listeners gain something out of uh, that uh, lovely response in terms of how how you can grow as, as a female in the SEO space. That wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. A big, big thank you to Flo Gurani, Global Senior SEO Lead at Cushman & Wakefield, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Flo, you can find her link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit our company website, cushmanwakefield.com.
Okay, thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney, that's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 